0: Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender I'm happy to be protecting our financial future with, Heather.
1: And thank you for that. I appreciate you helping me protect it. (laughs) My protector my hero. You're,
0: well, I'd say we're protecting together. It's it's a team effort. Protection's That's right. a team effort and uh I'm glad we're both in on this. Well, I am excited uh I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to be talking with you today, Heather. Um and I am excited because today we are going to be talking about financially proofing, I should say financial proofing your marriage. And Ooh. How does that sound?
1: That sounds really good. Is that like waterproofing things, or...
0: <laughs> it's it's kind of it's like waterproofing or fireproofing in that uh, finances can destroy marriage as quickly as, as fire can destroy a house or water can destroy a house, right? Good point. And so you need to be careful. Well, well fire is a great tool and water is, is an essential component to life. If used in the wrong way, they're going to also kill you and i would say the same, <laughs> same is true about money or lack same, of money the same is true with money <laughs> is that if you use money in the wrong way it's going to kill your marriage and so uh, it's important to to use it as the the proper tool that it is
1: yeah i mean i think we've talked about this a lot is that you know money is a major cause of you know problems in marriage divorce arguments everything right and so um, it's a good topic for us to keep going back to, right? And we want to help you to prevent it, right? And so by proofing, financial proofing, hopefully we can help you to avoid that so you don't even have to ever worry about it. <laughs> and so after no today, arguments after there today's ze- episode. We guarantee zero arguments about money. Uh, that's not Guaranteed true. Guaranteed 100% money <laughs> I back. I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> well, we'll give you your money back. So if you paid for this. Um, first of all, give us the money to pay for it, and then we'll give it to you back.
1: <laughs> yeah, so hopefully today we can give some simple things um, to help you to avoid avoid stepping into these uh, landmines of right. financial uh, arguments. Right,
0: and so I don't know, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of this is going to be probably stuff that we all know about. You know, the, the great thing about marriage in general, I think, is that it's a lot of common sense. In my mind, it's all about taking a a, a love first approach to your spouse and saying, "I value your thoughts, your opinions. I'm looking out for you first before I'm looking out for myself." Taking that love first approach is a great place to start, and and then just talking to your spouse, I think, is also a, a great part of that as well. And so, if you're if you're thinking about the other person, you're going to be just fine.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's all you need to do. End of podcast. End of podcast. Thanks for listening, no, everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a good segue. I do think the first thing we want to really talk about, right, is communication. It so is. like you said, that's important for anything in your marriage, right? You should be talking with your spouse on. But particularly money. And I feel like people maybe downplay or think, oh, we don't need to talk about money. We both know what we have to do and pay our bills. And, and it just kind of happens. But... This is something that you should be talking together on a regular basis.
0: Yes, and it's something that is, it, you know, you need to be talking. What are the conversations you need to be having about money? You need to be talking about how much are you going to be spending. What do you what are you spending on? What do you value? You need to be talking about all those things, and and really, I I don't I, well, I am going to harp on this a bit. It comes down to how you talk about those things. I think a lot of money financial problem conversations, or these financial conversations run into problems when you take the approach of, you did this wrong, stop this this bad behavior, stop this bad um, money behavior, this bad spending behavior, and you're not looking at it from that loving approach of giving them the benefit of the doubt, giving them a place to, to say, no, I know you intended well, but here is... How this is impacting our marriage, um, and so we want to be we want to be going through this journey together. And uh, I, I think it's I think it's all about having that other oriented approach in these conversations,
1: right? And we're saying we're saying communicating, right? It's so talking about it, not arguing, not yelling. Um, so there's kind of the opposite, right? Couples right. that don't talk about it at all, ignore it, and it becomes this big bomb that you never talk about, or the couples that. When they do talk about it, to your point, it's arguing. Well, you did this, or you did that, or I can't believe you spent all that money um, on the kids or whatever. And it's that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about regularly communicating on, and I think, so how you talk about it, like you said, is really important. And then I think what, right? It's going to be, Day-to-day stuff, yes. so how you're executing, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, and then also long-term, right? Like, what are you doing long-term and plans? So
0: Yeah, very, very true. Right. And, and I, I like that approach of uh, what is it that you're talking about as well? And I think, you know, one of the things, I, I believe we established it as a rule. In my head, it's a, it's a communication rule for us that we started early on, was our our communications should be about the problem not about the person. And let's talk about how are we going to solve? Here's the problem. And yes, we're probably both contributing to this problem in different ways, but but let's let's attack how can we solve this problem. So, if we're if we need to communicate about a money issue, we start that money issue communication by saying, here's here's this issue, this money issue, here's this this savings goal that we're not making progress on. Here's this spending overspending issue that we're we're struggling with. Or that one of us is struggling with, and then we have a conversation about how do we solve that. It's not, oh, I have this this uh, issue with this spending because you went out and you did this. No, no, no. It's here's here's what's happening, the the facts about what's happening, and how do we work through this together? So it's it's solution oriented. It's it's putting us on the same page of how do we work towards solving this goal together.
1: Yeah, and I think hopefully. W- you know, I think what you're talking about is maybe if you haven't been talking, and so you're talking oh, about issues point. start from, good, yes, from now exactly. But like, hopefully, once you get through the issues, you can set up a regular communication, and and it's not like every time you talk about money, it's stressful or or, or there's a problem right, or right. there's an issue. It's like, oh, this just becomes natural, just like how you probably talk every week about what the schedule is for the kids and who's got to pick up what and where and what's going on or here's (laughs) the meal plan for the week or exactly like you're, you're regularly communicating with your spouse on other things. And that should be how money becomes as well. That it's just part of your natural routine and communicating. And then, you know, it doesn't have to be, and not that there won't still be those issues that you need to talk about. And I think that's another key thing we've talked about too is like, if there is one of those things, maybe it's, hey, we need to talk about saving for the kids college, or I want to talk about vacation. I think it's good to maybe give your spouse a heads up, like, hey, I want to talk about this, and can we set some time aside? So A, you're not catching them off guard, and then B, you can come prepared and know, okay, this is the time we're going to set, set aside and, and talk about that issue.
0: Yeah, because once this, I completely agree, because once this becomes a, a topic that isn't 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 scary, once you work past that, then then making that that norm isn't that big of a deal when because you're talking about little little adjustments or little events that are happening. You're not bottling it all up and saving it for the end of the month or the end of the year or or one big blowout. You're you're working through those things as they come up throughout the week, even
1: right. Which leads into the next suggestion we have on how to financial proof your marriage is putting systems in place. And the communication is a great example of a system you can put in place. So if you have a regular, I think we've talked about this on other episodes, like if you have a regular time, maybe you need it to be weekly or maybe monthly for us. You know, we have a set aside time once a month, but that doesn't mean there aren't things that come up during the week. I mean, literally just yesterday we had a money conversation about a vacation and a trip and Hey, should we be going on this trip and we have the vacation fund? Is this what we want to spend it on? Um, so it's not like you can't have those one off, but I do think it helps to have a regularly scheduled, you know, weekly or monthly or however much I would suggest it a minimum it needs to be monthly. But anyway, that's an example of one system that you can set up to help.
0: And that system's also been helpful for me because then I'm ready for that conversation too. I'm not. It's not like I'm just going through my day and blindsided by. Oh my goodness, we gotta do sit down and have this big money talk, and it's not even that big of a money talk, but but it's it's it helps me to get me in the right mindset, knowing oh yeah, okay, here's the date that that's happening. We've we've planned this; it's part of our routine. I know what's coming. Uh, no surprises, like you said. I I don't like surprises when it comes to money. Honestly, <laughs> either good or bad. I just I want to know what's happening with my money. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and having those systems in place, especially the budget conversation, is is really important. Um, I I think um, one other thing that's that's helped has been us just having conversations about how we're going to handle our our finances. What what is it that we're going to to set up? What are the, what are the basically again again? It gets to those expectations and the rules of. Of in our marriage, what are the rules of how we wanna spend money, how we want to save money, how we want to kind of have money flow through our bank accounts? What is what are the rules around that? And having that knowledge has been really helpful for me. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's really important to set up before you even get married. A lot of people don't even talk about that, but to to determine how are you gonna do your finances? Are you gonna combine your money? Are you gonna keep it separate? Who's gonna pay the bills? And the interesting thing about that is it constantly changes. Like we've had adjustments to how we do our finances. Um, You know, maybe we decide to uh, save more or, or, oh, we're going to start using cash here or we're going to start using allowances or so we've had like different changes throughout our marriage that have impacted how we use, do our financials. And so this isn't something that it's like one and done, But I do think you need to get on the same page about like how overall are you going to do your finances? Who's going to pay the bills? You know, how, how are you going to operate? If that makes sense.
0: I think that makes sense. I'm I'm catching you what you're saying.
1: And like another, another, another good rule to have is like, is there a spending threshold that you need to talk with your spouse or is it just like, I don't care. You can spend $10,000 and not talk to me. Um, You know, a lot of couples set a threshold to say, Hey, I think for us, like we try to say, like a hundred bucks. Uh, if you're going to spend more than hundred, that's outside of like, obviously, if you're going grocery shopping or going to Target, like you kind of know that may be around that threshold. We know that someone's doing that, but this is like a one off. Like, oh, uh, we just bought a patio set or something. It's like, hey, we're going to talk about that because it's more than a hundred dollars. Like, we want the other person. And it's not a permission. It's more of a hey, respectfulness. Like you said, like, I love this person. I want them to know, hey, I'm doing this just to let you know. I'm, are you OK with it? Right. Yeah. And
0: part of it, and this might seem crazy to some people, but part of it for me, too, is I I don't think I should probably be going and spending $99 on stuff for me every day of the month. Right. Or, or even every week. And not tell Heather because it's like, oh, well, it's less than a hundred dollars. So I can just go and buy this for me and that for me and this other thing for me. And it's like, well, no, that now, now it's, this isn't about the, the, the legalism of, of, oh, I'm below the threshold so I can do whatever I want. It's about respect for your spouse. And the whole reason this is there is a reminder to say, oh, I want I want to bring my spouse along on the conversations, on the thoughts I'm having about where we should put our money. And that that's part of the conversation with this as well, is what's the intention behind that rule? It's not just we got a rule because we want to limit each other and we want to crank down the, I don't know, put the magnifying glass on what we <laughs> each other are doing. No, it's let, let's do things out of respect. Let's do things out of love. Let's try to put rules in place that remind us, oh yeah, I need to... Make sure that I'm bringing my spouse along
1: on this journey. Right. And the last system I want to mention, we've talked about frequently on our show as well, is around allowances. That's a really helpful system, too. Um, because if you feel like, Hey, I don't want to have to check with him or her on everything. Well, then maybe you guys agree to here's an, I don't want to call it an allowance. It sounds like you're a kid, but, but here's some money that I don't care. You get this much a month. I don't want to know. I don't need to know do with it what you want. Right. And so maybe that's a good system for you to have in place. If you feel like I don't want to have to go to, to, to my spouse on everything. I need a little bit of freedom to exercise, you know, and be able to go spend or do whatever that I want, right? So that's a good system to put.
0: And that's been really, that, that's been a helpful system, I think, for me too, just because it's given you the flexibility to, I, I don't know, to to do what it is that you want to do with with your money that I may not necessarily approve of. And it's given me to the uh, some flexibility as well I, I think it's just it's freedom
1: right and i think i think the bigger thing for us which was interesting is i never had a problem spending that might be shocking i'm sure you guys are like what that's crazy heather had no problem spending money but i didn't like i never had a problem spending money but you did and so it almost wasn't fair because i would just be like yeah i'm gonna go shopping i'm gonna go do this and you then weren't spending because you were freaking out about where our money was going. So once we had a budget and a system in place that said, okay, David gets X amount a month. Like all of a sudden you were like, oh gosh, I don't, this is great. I can go buy this piece of technology or this, you know, DeLorean matchbox car or whatever it is that you De- Lego set, whatever the heck it is that you want. Um, I can go buy that and I don't have to feel bad or worried. Like, oh my gosh, I'm spending money. We're, you know, we're not going to hit our goals. It's like, No, we put this allowance in place. It gave you the freedom to spend,
0: right? Exactly, yeah. It gave me the freedom that I felt like I didn't have or felt guilty about. I felt a lot of guilt around spending and it opened that up for me. And I know that might not be the case for a lot of people, but for savers, there is guilt in spending Um, if if you're an extreme saver or or like myself. I don't know. Maybe I'm not as extreme as I once was, but I was a very extreme saver. And uh, yeah, so that's been been a huge thing um yeah so great great to have those systems in place i i also think um having you know basing all of these around joint goals joint priorities is also a valuable tool to making sure that we are insulating our marriages from financial troubles
1: right and, and I- I think a key word that you used right there was joint. Because, yes, because because if you aren't aligned on those goals and priorities, then it's not going to work. Because you're going to be going one direction with the money, and the other person's not going is going to get frustrated because you're not aligned.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you need to be headed the same direction, and that's true on on everything. I, you, I mean, you don't want to. You and your spouse probably don't want to live in separate houses. One on the east coast of the U.S., one on the the west coast you're going different directions you you need to you you live together for a reason because you want your lives to be paired you want your lives to be going the same direction so why not have your finances go the same direction why not point everything in your life in the same direction and that starts with what are our goals let's make sure our goals are focused and your money will f- follow your goals
1: yeah exactly i mean that's just a great starting point it's like what are we doing in life what are we trying to do what are we working towards And once you get online, a lot of this stuff will fall in place because it's like, okay, this is, oh, we agree this is where we want to go. Then it kind of helps dictate where your money's going to go, right? And so it also makes it easier because if you don't have a goal or direction or priorities, then it's just kind of like your money's just getting spent. You don't even know where it's going or whatever. And so, A, it makes it easier because it's like, okay, very clear. This is how much we're trying to save. We're saving this for our kids' tuition. We're saving this for retirement. You know, we've got goals on spending. I mean, it really helps it. Okay, well, now it's just the plan kind of writes itself, right? So. I mean, if you can get alignment there, that really is the starting point. We should have started there, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know. All of these are really good. The point is, is uh, yeah. You need, well, you need communication in order <laughs> to set your
0: priorities. <laughs>
1: True. Maybe and... should have been second. <laughs> Maybe you can edit this and reverse the order. <laughs>
0: Just kidding. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah. I. But, yeah, priorities critically important. Goals are important. Um, make sure you have those in place. That's where it all begins. But... You know, there there are some examples I think that we could call out as well. So you know, this we've been talking pretty high level, but these these are things that you deal with on a daily basis that that could start arguments that just maybe it doesn't destroy your marriage today, but it erodes as these arguments happen time and time and time again, and. I'm not talking about like big things like oh my gosh I'm spending you you gave the example of going off and spending ten thousand dollars without talking to your spouse. I'm talking about things like going to going to Target and spending maybe two hundred and fifty bucks on things and finding out then that that like half of those things we didn't even need to buy. Maybe. Right.
1: So I think this is good. Like, let's walk through, Like, to your point, that's a great example. Like, we've talked high level, like, yeah, systems, goals, okay, Fluffy Duffy, Heather and David, how does that really work? Like, we don't believe you. So that's a great example. And probably an example from our life. <laughs>
0: not, calling <laughs> not, out, recently. Not, not calling out names of who
1: would have done the spending on that one,
0: but one of us could have been in a situation where that happened and yeah. Right.
1: And pick your, pick your poison. Maybe it wasn't target. Maybe your thing is hobby lobby or I don't know the auto parts store. I don't care. Amazon. Anyway, the point is your spouse spends money. You thought it was a lot of money, probably stuff that wasn't needed. So great example. So I pretty much think all three of the things we highlighted would have avoided this argument. So first of all, if you're aligned on your goals and where you want your money to go, then you're probably working towards together and you have a budget that says, here's where we're spending and our money is going to go into different buckets because we're working on these goals together, right? Right. So um, either that wasn't budgeted or someone, you know, wasn't following the path, right? So if you had that, you'd be okay. And you'd probably
0: be having those conversations to say, how, what, what's a reasonable thing to do when we go to Target with a list of things that we need to buy? Can can we go out and be spending that, like we said, can we go out and spend 99 extra bucks on something for ourselves? And may, maybe you can, but establish that. Establish what the expectation is there.
1: Great, or to your point of communication, if it would have been, hey, spouse, um, I'm going to Target today. Uh, I've really got my eye on some things for the house, some decorations, some clothes or whatever. Is it okay if I spend more than what we had planned in the Target budget this month? Okay, now you've let your spouse know and you've communicated and now they're not surprised when you come home and they found out, oh, that you spent it because you communicated and you you shared with them and you had that conversation, right? Right,
0: rather than just coming home with a bunch of decorations and being like, oh, isn't that nice? Or I hope they don't notice that is new.
1: (laughs) Right, or... Maybe you used your allowance. Maybe you get 200 bucks a month and you used that and your spouse doesn't even need to know about it because that was your money. And if you wanted to spend it at Target, then you could have. So I think there was a lot of examples where if they had followed what we said, that wouldn't have been an argument.
0: Good point.
1: All wow. right. So how about another example? Ooh,
0: I like examples. Okay.
1: So this may or may not have happened in our life as well. So let's say the neighborhood kid comes along or whatever, or someone calls you and and asks for a donation to a charity. It's like, hello, who wouldn't want to give money to a charity? We're good people, we love people, we want to do something, and you give a donation without talking to your spouse. And your spouse finds out about it.
0: <laughs> Has that happened before? to a- I don't know. But... Yeah, no, that's a good example because... You but know,
1: why would anyone get mad? Why, that's giving to a charity. Why would
0: you get mad? Because this charity is doing a great thing. and Exactly. And it's helping people and everybody wants to help people. And what's the harm in that, right? Well, the harm is that perhaps it wasn't discussed. Perhaps we have a charitable contribution designation already saying this is how much we're giving in charitable contributions this year. And this was a discussion that the d- donation that happened outside of that in addition to that that maybe was outside of it and and I think this this is great because I think we we set up a, a system or maybe it maybe not a system but um, to combat this we we have a like a miscellaneous charitable contribution right uh, bucket now in our budget where we say hey we've we've said that we, we identified that we we had concerns with this area this is something we know we want to do throughout the year how much do we want to give uh to miscellaneous items that pop up through the year and then make sure that we we track against that right i that that's been an awesome solution for us yeah
1: i think that's a great example of a system it's like so so you can set these up as they go like if you run into something and you're like why are we having an argument about this what's something we can do to fix it and that's a great example like it was like we both wanted to give money but We had identified, you know, this is where our money was going, and so when these one-off things came up, it would be like, "Hey, this isn't in the budget. We didn't plan for this, but we want to be able to do it." And so you're exactly right. We were like, "All right, let's put so much aside every month for these. We know it's going to happen. We know surprise surprise stuff is going to happen." Generosity somewhere, right? Right? Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and and then we've we've certainly um, seen uh, seen friends, seen seen uh, people that. Uh, that we've interacted with, struggle with uh, what to do with with their bonuses, right? And Ooh, we've, heard, I like we've bonuses. heard bonuses are an issue. And I think we've even had these conversations around, oh, well, it's my bonus, so should I be able to spend that on myself? But a lot of people, they don't even have that conversation. So they just go ahead and say, well, it's my bonus. From work or from wherever, it's my extra money. I'm just going to go ahead and spend it. And then their spouse doesn't find out till later. And ooh, that's right. not good. So,
1: right. So, this one, I think the first thing we talked about communication, right? So, or and also determining what you're going to do with your financials. So, I'm not going to tell you the right or wrong way. There is no right or wrong way to do your bonus. The right way is to get aligned with your spouse. <laughs> That's, Very true. That is the only way. You guys may say, yep, you're going to keep your bonus. I get to keep mine or nope. This all goes to the family money and we've got goals or, Hey, we're going to split it evenly. I don't care. You can do whatever you want as long as you and your spouse are aligned. So this one is really big to determine how you're going to set it up. What are you going to do when this comes up and talk to your spouse about it? And again, like with us, this has changed, right? Sometimes we've been like, hey, we're so, we're trying to pay off the house, and so all of our bonuses was going to that. Then we got to a place where it's like the house is paid off. It's like, well, hey, we should have a little fun with this bonus, right? <laughs> and so we'd be like, let's keep a little bit instead of throwing it all to investing or savings. So, I mean, again, if you keep communicating, it doesn't mean that just because you decide to do this today, you know, it doesn't change. But the important part is that you have a plan, and you know what's going to happen. Exactly,
0: yes. And you're aligned. Yes, yeah. Being aligned is critical.
1: All right. So we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse or significant other. We want you to make sure that your marriage is financially proofed. So what is one thing you could change in your marriage about how you handle your finances that would reduce arguments or stress about money? Maybe, hopefully, some of our examples kind of sparked some ideas where it's like, ah, man, we this is an area that we always argue about. So think about Maybe there's a system that you can put in place or, or maybe it's just talking about it that you need to have a communication. So what's one thing you need to change? So David. Heather. Outside of your favorite tool, the budget. It's a great tool. What is <laughs> something we have done to help reduce arguments about money? And I do use the word reduce because it's not like they are non-existent. Even though I promised all our listeners they would no longer have arguments. <laughs> um, what's well, one thing? Okay, just
0: one. So originally, I got to say when I first thought of this, uh, because you you gave me a heads up on this question ahead of time. When I was first thought about this, the first thing I went to was the freedom that we had with pocket money. But then we kind of talked a fair amount about that already. So I want to I want to cut that off the list. So I mean, pocket money's been awesome because it's been able to give us free I love freedom. We, I, feel freedom! Like, I feel like we, that's given us a lot of freedom. I I really enjoy that. But so Skipping the freedom, I would say probably the best system that we've set up has been automatic savings because you know me, I am a big saver and we have now scheduled savings deposits going into uh, the account that we eventually then send our money to our investment accounts from. And that has been so reassuring to me because it gives me confidence that I know no, no matter what happens, this savings is happening. And we're we're putting some money aside, and we're not we're not uh, being careless with our future because this minimum amount is at least going there every month.
1: Hmm. Good one.
0: How about for yourself, Heather?
1: Um. There's a lot of things. I was trying to narrow it down to one, but I think this is going to be kind of a big one, and and it's one of the things we talked about. But for me, it was getting aligned on our goals and i like that we do it once a year because it's like we agree at the beginning of the year like this is kind of what our financial picture is going to look like what our savings goal for the year how much we're going to spend on vacation and so i kind of know going into the year like okay this is how much we're going to spend on vacation um so we just need to play around with that like maybe it's one trip maybe it's three or whatever but now i don't need to worry about like hey if i go to you hey we should do this or whatever and same thing with like our savings goals, it's like, hey, we're on track. So that can help you calm, like tracking that and making sure. So I think just having that picture for the year to know this is where we're going and we're agreed to it. And it, and it gives me some guardrails to make sure like, so it doesn't like set out the year. This is what it's going to look like, but it helps me to, 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 to get okay with like where we're going and and yet still have some freedom. Awesome. What that
0: looks like. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. What a wonderful conversation today. I don't know. I've appreciated <laughs> it. I, I've gotten a lot out of it. I hope our listeners have gotten at least one thing out of it. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but but in any event, I think that wraps up our conversation for today. Remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week, and remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the